0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, here we are on a day where uh, the legislature was called back for an emergency session to introduce legislation that would uh, guarantee we'd have the lights stay on and all the power that uh, we need in the province for businesses, homeowners, and that kind of thing uh, going forward through Christmas and early into the new year as well because there had been a strike, a notice, uh, I guess on Friday when the Power Workers Union uh, rejected the final offer. This is the words of the uh, OPG and uh, they gave the green light to go out on strike and so the legislature was brought back today and the legislation was introduced Greg Rickford is the Minister of Energy, Northern Development, and Mines, and uh, here to explain where this all goes from here. Mr. Rickford, good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: John, thanks for having me. I appreciate this.
0: All right, let's clear something up right off the hop. I mean, they were without a contract since March 31 of this year, uh, so it's been about, uh, what, eight and a half months or so. Yeah. Why has this festered so long?
1: Well, there's been a process, um, and there's been a couple of votes, Uh, But um, the initial vote, the threshold of 50% had not been met. Uh, There was a signal vote uh, earlier this fall um, that uh, suggested where they were at in in the bargaining at that time. Um, There wasn't support for by the membership Um, and that culminated obviously in, in a vote Thursday night. Um, and uh, they rejected OPG's final offer, as you said. So we were served a strike notice at fri- Friday around 5 o'clock. Uh, that has some significance because obviously uh, up to 10 nuclear units and, and a number of dams in northern Ontario would have to start an administrative, but then an actual uh, process to uh, to shut them down. Um, so uh, we needed to act uh, swiftly in, in those regards to protect... Uh, Ontario um, and the people of Ontario, families and businesses, and maintain uh, our steady supply of hydroelectricity. They supply 50% uh, of Ontario's hydro, John, so there's a lot at stake here.
0: Yeah, this is the OPG. So am I right to uh, understand that there's a 21-day wind-down period, so uh, things would start to, like the nuclear plants in Pickering and Darlington, in that three-week window, that's where the wind-down would have occurred?
1: yeah i mean every day counts you think we're already three days through it for the first seven days john there's a lot of contingency planning we work very closely with opg because this is all about preparation especially when we're dealing with the heating for people's home most importantly and as we head into the heart of winter but also uh, these nuclear assets it's a very complicated process to set them down but by day seven which would be this friday uh, we would obviously be in a critical window where they would have to take active steps to start shutting down uh, the nuclear units. That has a, a time frame of a uh, starting from a half a day to a day. But notably, only that can only go on a couple more days, and then a nuclear unit has to be shut down completely. In other words, there's a point of no return. So that all happens in that critical day seven to day ten and we're disappointed that the NDP have, you know, sent a message that uh, it's reckless. In fact, that um, uh, that they intended to use every legislative tool at their disposal um, to delay this. We've given um, the energy critic uh, a full technical briefing. I think they're a little clearer on the consequences of this, uh, and hopefully, uh, in the coming days, we'll be able to uh, move this legislation through. Um, without delay and uh, ensure that uh, the people of Ontario, families and businesses have uh, the the, uh, electricity that uh, they've come to expect.
0: Greg Rickford's with us, Minister of Energy, Northern Development and Mines, and uh, this legislation, this back-to-work legislation. Now, even Mike Schreiner with the Greens is saying he'd like to see the details, but he wants it to respect the bargaining process and see a fairly negotiated settlement. We're talking about mediation arbitration here, though, aren't we?
1: Well, that surprises me that Mike has much interest in this. They haven't necessarily been friends of of nuclear, but fair enough. um, This uh, piece of legislation is a very straightforward piece of legislation. It simply deals with the ability of the Power Workers Union to actually walk off the job, because keep in mind, they voted to strike uh, and serve that notice last Friday. In fairness to the Power Workers Union, this is a highly skilled, trained, uh, workforce we're talking about here, none of them have left their jobs. So full credit to them. Um, we believe this is a good faith exercise. Uh, and um, there is a the second important piece to this legislation then um, is to create an arbitration mechanism Uh, for the parties to resolve their disputes we've left that um, in a fairly simple legislative form to give them two distinct options one to decide on the form of arbitration and mediation and two to come to an agreement on who uh, uh, that would be so this is a very flexible piece of legislation it respects the fact um, that uh, we've been served notice to strike that that Uh, The only workers who were required to stay on for 21 days were the non-nuclear, and notably uh, uh, all of the other members who who could have walked off the job uh, as of Friday uh, have not. So I think they also understand the the magnitude of consequences here that are at stake. Greg, what are the issues? Uh, Well, the issues uh, primarily center around um, term and non-term employees um, at the Pickering facility. Um, OPG uses a certain segment of their workforce under non-term contracts, and there's a very good reason behind that, John. And that's because the Pickering facility was set to um, is set to uh, to close in 2024. Now, had the NDP won the election, they were not going to renew the um, uh, the license, so that would have cut thousands of workers loose at that time. Um, this is a facility that has world-class safety standards in, in the nuclear uh, uh, space, uh, uh, and um, we believe that the facility could function very safely uh, until 2024, so we signed off on that license. Uh, and um, uh, the OPG uses a certain amount of term workers to respect the fact that there's going to be a wind-down uh, within, within five years. All right,
0: and there are 6,000 employees. That's what we're talking about here in total, correct? Correct.
1: We're talking about six thousand employees, um, almost four thousand people working at the Pickering uh, facility. But you know, John, I'm a I'm a Kenora boy, so mm-hmm. it was minus 17 last night with the wind chill factor, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't got a lot of time uh, or room to move on this. Um, you know, the NDP waxing nostalgic about a Christmas candlelight uh, uh, is not an option for the people of Ontario, and we intend to ensure for very important safety reasons, uh, that uh, the electricity supply is uninterrupted.
0: Well, when you say that, one of the obvious questions then is, uh, could this be seen as an essential service? Uh,
1: that's, essential service is not part of, of any of the legislation that we are advancing now. Uh, we respect uh, the process that the Power Workers Union has been involved in, uh, in good faith uh ninety eight percent of uh of these matters are resolved before a strike uh, occurs, but certainly the consequences of this are are significant. It would be catastrophic for Ontario immediately to lose fifty percent but by the uh, weekend we would already be in a situation where we would start to see interruptions in in supply so we're 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 not addressing that in this legislation we're hopeful that the uh arbitration Uh, imposed on the parties will bring this to uh, a resolution and we'll just be able to move forward uh, uh, with a a safe uh, electricity system.
0: So what's the timeline on naming the arbitrator mediator and uh, having a resolution in place?
1: So the first thing that would occur is obviously the legislation would come into full force and effect. We hope that that will happen. As I said, time is ticking. Our critical window starts on Friday. Uh, I hope that we uh, we can accomplish... Uh, moving the legislation through by by Thursday and then at that point the parties endeavor to um, to uh, find an arbitrator I suspect that would be very quickly but importantly um, the legislation would bind them to arbitration and not uh, and prohibit uh, um, uh, not not fulfilling their duties uh, uh, as workers at OPG all
0: right so it would be status quo until it's resolved through the mediator or arbitrator
1: it depends on which arbitrator, John, and, and the, or mediation that they that they choose. Um, they'll obviously choose one that gives them the, the right set of circumstances and the right amount of time to resolve uh, the few issues that are that are out there. But as I said, in fairness to the power workers union, uh, they they have not uh, acted on on their right to strike, and we appreciate that. But we have to safeguard the interests of families and businesses in this province. And uh, as I said before, it would be uh, catastrophic to, uh, to not deal with this uh, quickly.
0: Okay, so it's the OPG and the union, Power Workers Union, who arrive at that person who becomes the arbitrator or mediator, correct?
1: We've put, we've put together a fair piece of legislation that gives them the opportunity to mutually decide uh, on a mechanism for dispute resolution and, and who that would be.
0: We'll await will that's
1: pretty
0: fair. Well, it sounds it. I just wanted to uh, establish that this is done at arm's length because, you know, yeah. there, there have been <laughs> certain reports that I've heard of uh, recently that feel that the government is inserting itself too directly into uh, these kinds of matters. But uh, we'll leave that for now, and we'll see how Thursday, uh, we come Thursday, things play out uh, from there forward. And uh, I appreciate your time in explaining it all. And uh, if we don't talk before then, have a Merry Christmas.
1: Same to you. Merry Christmas, John. I appreciate it. There you go.
0: Greg Rickford is uh, the guy in charge, the Minister of Energy, Northern Development and Mines, and also the Minister of Indigenous Affairs, Ontario. Now, when I said, you know, the government inserting itself, being facetious here, but you see, that's what happens. There's always the suggestion that somehow uh, the government and their deft hand silently is manipulating things or orchestrating things behind the scenes. To what end? I don't see that happening. This is management and the union. That's the grievance between those and uh, those two parties and the arbitrator, which to me, I guess, you know, when you've got, especially at this time of the year, right? Keeping the lights on and power running in businesses and what have you, pretty important stuff.